what's up, Andrew? Uh, so I want to watch a film version of West Side Story. Should okay. I pick the one that has blackface or the one with a pedophile? You know, I have to say the one with the blackface. <laughs> Sam Vanigan, 2020, 2021. I have to say, I, you have to go with the one with the blackface. Yeah. Uh, I almost did as my as my letterbox review that um, uh, the quote from Community when Britta's like, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at this. Uh, and then um, Yvette Cole Brown is like, you can excuse racism. <laughs> what episode is that? I, I can't remember, but there's That's I, yeah, great. it's like it's like animal abuse or something. It's really weird. It's very funny. Yeah, Britta's like, I I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at this. You can She's excuse like, you can racism. Excuse racism. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Everyone outside and in between. Welcome. Welcome back. back. My name is Sam Banigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. And you have tuned into a movie <coughs> art discussion <coughs> podcast uh, where we chat about movies that we watch and art and such. Uh, and also, we always check in and say, how you doing, Andrew? Uh, well, I'm sick right now. Yeah. S- chill. Slow your roll. Uh, I did the COVID test. Came back negative. Negative. I guess I'm just down with the flu. Uh. It's, yeah, you probably got a nasty cold. I got yes. I got one a little while ago. Uh. So, I know I'm always congested, but if you're like, hey, that guy sounds really congested... That's the reason why. It's like yeah. super congested. Yeah. Cond- congested to the max. Uh, yeah. But yeah, besides that, pretty fine week. Pretty cool week. Uh, yeah. How, how, how are you, my good friend Sam? Uh, you know. Getting by. Getting by. <laughs> yeah. Struggling. As, as is the way. As this is, is the, the way. way. I forgot that Boba Fett show is coming out. I'm not going to watch it, but it's happening. Yeah. I hate that I watch Hawkeye. Yeah, how is it? It's fine. Capital F, fine. Uh, It's the same weird obligation that I felt for buying the Black Widow 4K. I was just like, I just, I, uh, what is a corporation (laughs) hold my soul? Yeah. It's just these are the guys I care about. It's not like yeah. I don't care about everyone else. These guys I care about. Yeah. Ugh, I hate it. But luckily, hopefully after Doctor Strange, that will be broken. Yeah. That's the next level that's over. Yeah. Who knows? We'll find out, I guess. Next week. Next week. Hope you got tickets. I did not. I'll get tickets on the day. Do you think it will sell out? No. Nah. No. Um, it'll play in every movie theater, in every screen, at every hour of the day for a week. So I'm sure... Because uh, the, the reason I didn't get tickets is because I might be going with like a small group of people. Yes. So I was like, I'm not going to buy one ticket and then just like hope you know <laughs> the amount of times the amount of times that has happened though <laughs> the amount, well i know people are gonna come with me let me just get the ticket and then when everyone's like are you going i can be like got the ticket yeah and then no one shows up oh and then no one's there my entire middle school life oh <laughs> uh big sad Big sad. Uh, but this week. But this week. We're not of doing big Spider-Man. Sad, we're doing a different Disney film. Oh, don't you hate it? I'm getting climbed on by my cat. Sorry. Yes. 
<laughs> Andrew can see. I can see. <laughs> oh, God. What are you doing? A cat is conquering Sam. <laughs> uh, this week. West Side we Story. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. 2021. Sadly, not a smash hit. Um, um, very dwindling box office return. That's fine. Big movie. That's fine. No, it's not. But <laughs> we saw it. Sam, what'd you think? I shouldn't go first. <laughs> I shouldn't go first. Well, Andrew. What, what, Andrew, you what did you think of, of Steven Spielberg's 2021's West Side Story? I loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, jeez Louise. My man knows how to work a camera. Mr. Spielberg. Um, also, I think it's like a cool adaptation. I think it, 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 it builds upon the 1961 film very well and very interest. it's a very interesting way to tell it uh i thought pretty much the whole cast was really good um yeah and just how beautiful it was how just uh uh steven spielberg knows how to make a movie who who would have thought well sam that was my that was my two bits. What about yours? I disagree with I think every sentence that you said just now. Just... Remember when we chugged beers for another round? Remember that? That was great. Remember was another fun. round? Another round is so good. <laughs> I think about Mads Mikkelsen's dance at the end of that movie so often. It's a good dance. What a night. What a night. What a beautiful, beautiful night. It's great. That movie's great. Everyone go watch another round. It's better than this movie. Um, yeah, I, I... Oh, man. This adaptation was garbage. Uh, I thought it was a very ugly film. Um, Andrew. 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 Don't look at me like this. They shot on the streets of New York City, and it looks like they're on a soundstage the entire film. How do you Here make you. the real streets of New York City look that horrible and fake? How do you do it? Dang. By doing J.J. Abrams lens flares for two and a half hours. Oh, God. Oh, I felt like it was just shot. Oh, I felt like it was just shot. By doing Todd Phillips did that's Martin Scorsese. My brain's breaking. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Burger King's better than McDonald's. Anyway, it was bad. It's bad. Some of the performances are good. Not all of them especially one of the very important ones. It was also played by a piece of garbage. So, you know, um, I thought the adaptation was like truly, truly horrible. I don't, uh, they've ruined this. They ruined this, this story, like pretty significantly, pretty significantly. They, they did not know what they were doing for this. Man, this happens to us sometimes. (coughs) I knew you didn't like the movie. I was just like, oh, this is just going to be me and Sam sitting on a park bench, just kind of shooting the breeze. But all of a sudden, a cage just lowered on us. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, I wasn't ready for this. Oh, no. <laughs> you just ripped off your shirt and, like, chugged spinach. You got to last five minutes against the bone saw. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. And some guys get rolled by my leg. <laughs> my leg. Um, yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. Look. I, I just... I need you to explain why you think this is... A, like, when we get there, I need you to explain why you think this is a good adaptation of, like, the greatest... One of the greatest musicals ever written. How the, Like, they made it actively worse. Like, at almost every turn. Okay. Not all of it. 
not all of it, but so much of it, they made so much worse by changing so many different things. Did they change that much? They change the, not a single piece of dialogue from this movie is in the script is in the, is in the Broadway script. Not a single one. They moved songs around. They gave songs to different people. Yeah. They changed like a lot plot of that beats. Is good. They do a lot of stuff that is, is really bad. It ruins this. It ruins this little, this perfect little thing that we have. Well, and like right after Sondheim dies, like this is ridiculous. <laughs> um, is this the movie that killed him? Maybe he saw this and he was like, you ruined a masterpiece. My I don't thing. know how, but you ruined it. I didn't think it was possible to do West Side Story this bad. Um, and yet what? Tony Kushner proves me wrong. What? How? Where? No. What? How? Where? What was your first experience to West Side Story? I'm curious about that because I know you've been in productions. I also would love to hear how, what was the first time you watched the movie? All your West Side Story experiences. Uh, Yeah, my mom showed me West Side Story when I was like a kid, like under 10 years old. And I loved it. And I would listen to the the soundtrack all the time. The the, the, uh, movie from the 60s. Um, I just, I was, I adored it. I, I listen to it all the time. Like it was just in my head. It was one of those things. It was just like, Oh, this is just what art is, (laughs) you know, was the, was the, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those things that like, it was very formative in, in sort of like understanding like, Oh, like it was like one of the first musicals that I loved. Um, like when I was a kid, uh, and it's, you know, it, some of those songs are just will just pop up in my head sometimes. Every once in a while, my brain just goes tonight, tonight, and I'm like, I don't know why. I'm it's nine a.m. on a Tuesday, and my brain is singing t- the Act One finale to West Side Story. <laughs> because why not? Because why? Same not with like somewhere, you? like yeah. Time together with time to share. Time yeah. to look. Time to care. Ah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I love I love West Side Story. And then like yeah, I, I saw uh like the Broadway Across Canada version, which was really poorly done. It was just a bad production. Mm-hmm. Um like mics were cutting out, sets were not working. Like oh, it was just really that's w- poorly put together. Um, and then uh, theater here in Edmonton, the Citadel, did uh, did a production of West Side Story that I, that I liked. Generally, I thought it was I thought it was very well done. They did it on a on a thrust <laughs> stage, uh, so the the blocking was a lot more interesting, and the the dancing was really dynamic and, and really well done. I don't think I loved all the performances when I saw it, but I thought, you know, overall it was pretty good. Um, and uh, a year before that happened, I was in a production of West Side Story as well, right out of high school. It was the first thing I did after I graduated high school. It oh, was the wow. first musical I ever did as well. Uh, I played Arab, one of the Jets. Uh, in a in production over in uh, Sherwood Park, yeah, Festival Place. You were you were you were roasted Officer Krupke. Yeah, I uh, yeah, he's the one who uh, is the the psychiatrist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Does the German accent? Yeah. Society uh, plays him a terrible chick. Oh, psychologically, he's sick. I am sick. Yeah, it's great. Even you just now did the version from na- from nineteen sixty one with this with the smack. Yeah, not e- not even the new one that you claim to love. Yeah. <laughs> so what? So what's your West Side Story experience? I remember I was at Walmart, 
and I was digging through the the bin, uh, the you know the famous five dollar movie bin. We yeah, all yeah. should know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I saw this movie, West Side Story, that not, was nominated for for uh, like ten Oscars. Yeah, and I saw it was a musical, and I just saw High School Musical. Like I cannot, like I was yeah. like, oh, I like musicals, so let's get West Side Story. We put it in, we watched it, and then your life changes. <laughs> but, yeah, your life changes after watching that movie. You go, huh? And you just, I would. It's so great what you just said. It's like, oh, that's what art is, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like <laughs> they're a gang. They're like a bad, like beat them up gang. The gang you're warned to not join but like they're dancing and doing pirouettes like yeah it works yeah what do you want i get it um and then yeah i listened to not every cast album but everyone i could get my hands on yeah um yeah i loved this movie this movie for a minute was my favorite movie uh when you were a little ever. baby boy? Yeah, when I was a little baby boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... But I feel like this is most people's... This is like one of those... Specifically that movie is one of those movies that like gets people. That just really yeah. people are like, yeah. Something about that speaks to me. It's it's great. Like I, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 literally Shakespearean in, in its ubiquitous... In ubiquity ubiquitousness ubiquity ubiquitousness I, I think it's ubiquity. I like. um in just how much like yeah everyone has been an 18 year old and seen someone at a party and fallen in love and wish you could just be with them forever it doesn't always start a war but you know people don't usually die when that happens yeah but you get it you know and also going back with the lyrics and the music, the amount of times my sister has leaned over to me and said, "A boy like that who killed your brother." It's, <laughs> it's, that. it's great. Just that. Boy like that, kill your brother. Forget the boy and find another. And Rita Moreno's performance in, in that 1961 West Side Story is like great. So good. I saw this in a review. But they they said about both actresses, not to hop too early with the cast, but yeah. uh, they're like, it's a sexy performance. And just yeah. more than just, like, physical, it's just sexy. It's yeah. smooth. It's nice. It's charming. Uh, for with And for my opinion, both performances in the new one and Anna <laughs> Morena. Bless, you. Bless I, you. I I agree with that. I think Anna DuBois... Du uh, Ariana DeBose, DeBose, sorry. Uh, Ariana DeBose does a fucking phenomenal job. Yeah, really, really good. She's um, like the she was like the highlight of this movie for me. I was like, she, at least she's good. At least, at least I get to, at least I get to see her sing "Boy Like That," right? Like as yeah. the movie was going on, I was like, at least she gets to sing "America" and "Boy Like That." At least I'm gonna have a good two scenes. <laughs> And hopefully, hopefully we get to see a star, like, in the making, like, being born in front yeah. of our eyes. I'd love to see her in more. Yeah. Um, since sure. we're already here with this cast, I I really like everyone. Let's talk about the people. Let's split them up. Let's talk about the people or the people you liked in the film. And then let's talk about the people you were not a fan of. And okay. then we'll save the... the the not so good one for the end. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I really liked uh, Mike Faced as uh, Riff. I thought this this movie did Riff fucking so dirty, so dirty. Um, what 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 did they do? They took away his, <coughs> his his charm and his like charisma. I mean, they took away a lot of people's charisma. They took away his charisma and his like and showing that he's like the leader of the jets. Like he sings when you're a jet at the beginning, but then in either, depending on, on which version you're watching, either the, the movie, uh, the 61 movie or the Broadway version, he either sings officer Krupke or cool to show that he's like 
the leader and like this is why all these kids look up to him yes and why he's this guy and he doesn't get to sing either of those songs in this movie so then he's just so then he's just an angry kid who doesn't get to do a whole lot instead of being this kid who like you see be a leader and have to like mentor baby john and like and you know like show that more than one song where you get to see him doing his thing of like like yeah we're all angry and upset because like we just thought we just met with the sharks and krupkies and asshole and all this stuff but let's just have a good time let's sing g officer krupke and just like goof off right or in the broadway version he's like hey we all need to keep it fucking calm before the sharks get here and we need to like everyone like it's okay nothing's gonna happen we're figuring it out we can let all of this out tomorrow. Like, just stay cool. Right? But he doesn't get Yeah, no, things. that makes sense. I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. The, the angry kid side of it is what I liked about his performance is kind of this guy, someone who... For me, what I took away from his performance is that he necessarily doesn't want to be the leader. He's always like, yo, Tony, come on. Tony, c- get, come over here. I'm the right-hand yeah, man. Also, yeah, I didn't like that either. You didn't like that? You don't like that aspect of... Uh, no, I, I think I think it's more interesting. I mean, they, they do so... Like, they're, this... <laughs> all my problems with this movie, like, really, like... They, they just overlap with each other of like, oh, they did this, which means this is ruined, which means this is ruined, which means this is ruined, which means this other thing is ruined, which leads back to this first thing. And it's just like everything is just overlapped with each other to like slowly crumble the <laughs> the heart and, and, and soul of, of the of one of the greatest musicals ever written. And they just went, we're just going to ruin it slowly. Chip, chip away. All right. Well, who else did you like? Uh, <laughs> uh, also, before we move on, someone pointed this out, and now I can't unhear it. They say he sounds like John Mulaney in the movie. Yeah, Demi Adejuibe in his letterbox review is like, Mike Face is destined to play John Mulaney in a teenage flashback. And I'm like, you're not wrong. I was like, what? <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. He does. I also saw Mike Faced on Broadway when he was in, uh, he's the original, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, yes, Connor in, and Dear Evan Hansen. Connor and Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, so I saw him on Broadway. That was hey. cool. Uh, and now I saw him on the movie screen. Uh, I really liked, uh, let me just find the people, uh, David Alvarez as Bernardo. Yeah, also, I really liked him. He did a great job. I don't know why they made him a boxer, but he did a great job. I'll give you that. I don't know why I will give, I will concede. Here's my first concession. Yeah, why okay. is he a boxer? It's kind of just like, <laughs> I don't just know. He's kind of a boxer. Yeah. Aggression, I hear you, but why? 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 He, he just did such a good job. I was like, ooh. The scene okay, David with Alvarez. him and Maria and Anita is like, speak English. Speak English. Yeah, that scene was great. <laughs> All three of them I thought were really good, but also just talking about him, I thought just the flow of his of his performance yeah. was amazing. Yeah, he, he did a fantastic job. Uh, speaking of, of Anita, uh, Ariana DeBose, just the greatest, the bullet in Hamilton. Yeah. She's the performance I saw live. Yeah. She's so good. She's so good. She's very good. When I found out that she was in, that she was playing Anita in this, I was like, oh, okay. She's going to win an Oscar. Like, I was like, that's it. Like, that's like, she's so good. If it's just, she'll win an Oscar. Yeah. Like, it, it, I, I think they did, I, they didn't change a whole lot about Anita, which I, I appreciate because Anita is like such a good character. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, her her boy like that was like, great. Oh my God. 
I oh also hope that uh, Rita Bereta is uh, okay that a black woman's played this role. So, cheers to that. Yeah, I I I didn't like that they didn't just have Rita Moreno play Doc. Why Rita Moreno had to be Doc's Puerto Rican widow was weird, but I like Rita Moreno. I think she's a great actress. I also don't know why they had her sing somewhere. That I, makes no fucking sense. I think that but. makes the most sense. I think that helps me. I don't know. I like that she sings it. For I me, in that no moment... Sense. Uh, in the movie, and in both the 61 movie, and especially in this one, for casting reasons, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen West Side Story. Um, Fuck off. <laughs> but when Tony comes in and to after the rumble, and him and Maria sleep together, that's always felt odd to me. And especially when they sing somewhere. I get it. The Shakespearean uh, tragedy of it all. I hear yeah. ya. It still feels weird. It's an odd thing. I I don't know. But with, it doesn't need a with, dream ballet. But I like that moment in the story. Say again. It doesn't need a dream ballet, but I like that moment. Yeah. In, in the Broadway. Okay. Yes. Yes. Is it a dream ballet? Do they not have sex? They have a dream ballet well no they they have they fuck but in order to show them fucking they have a dream ballet where yes. they sing somewhere okay oh uh. um having not just rita Moreta, uh i forget her character's name in this movie but having because it should just be doc i think it's like valentina yes it is valentina it should uh, just just have her play Doc. It's fine. Like she can just be Doc. That can be her nickname. It's fine. Who cares? I I like that. It's not just Valentina singing the song. It's not just Rita Moreno singing the song. It's Anita from the nineteen sixty one movie. Sixty years later, still dealing with this. Still dealing with these racial tensions in America. Like, I really thought that moment is, to me, what made this movie go from good to great, is okay. that choice. I I I appreciate the thought, but I think it still ruins the story moment. Like, I'm like, why are we spending time... Like, this character is, is just supposed to be, like, a cool mentor to these kids. Like, not supposed to... Why are we getting this moment of like character development for this person that like we don't need character development for in the story? I I I agree. I think it's I think it's I when I knew when I found out Rita Moreno was going to be in this movie, I was like, oh, that's fantastic! Get her back! Like have her be part of this thing! Like that's so that's rad! I can't wait to see that. But why give her somewhere? Like like story wise, not like historical metatextual bullshit wise, like. The West Side Story, Even story wise. In the story, it's still that character. Also, you need an explanation why these white kids are okay going into this Puerto Rican woman's store. Like, this entire show is about race. You need something. You, It's not like, yeah, we hate those PRs. Hey, what's up, Valentina? Like, you need something. And I think making her Doc's widow is the way to do it. And sure, but uh, but you don't need to give her somewhere a song that like again, is so me, romantic for Tony and Maria. Yes, but also it's hopeful. That's the other part of the song. But it's it's, it's supposed to be hopeful for Tony and Maria, the people who are destined. Like one of them is destined to die at the end of this fucking story, mm-hmm. and so the fact that they don't get to sing the song when where they get to say there there is a place for us. There has to be. There has to be a time and a place where we can be in love and it doesn't matter. You take that away from them? You take that away from the person who is destined to die? (laughs) Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. I hear, I, yeah. There's a point you said that I wanted, you said something. Just now? Yes, just now. Uh, destined to die. Yes. Hopeful for Tony, Tony and Maria. This Tony, should we do this ad? This is welcome back. This is what we do. This, this Tony, Tony should die. Fuck Ansel Elgort. First, first and foremost, fuck that guy. He's a piece of tr- trash garbage. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's 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 the he's the weird liquid at the bottom of a trash bag. He's the weird liquid at the bottom of a trash bag. Yeah, fuck Ansel Elgorn. <laughs> he's also he also has a, he does a very bad performance in this film. I think his performance is fine. I I yeah. He's lifeless. He's lifeless and not charismatic. Like you I have no reason yeah. to love this man. Like you have no reason to fall in love with him. And he's supposed to be charm like effortlessly charming. And he's like struggling. I like that. Love's weird. There's kind something of. He is he's kind of crazy <laughs> in the movie. He's kind of like I don't know, he's like I love when Bernardo was like, I don't want you to marry a gringo. And Maria's like, marry him? Excuse me? Like, yes, they still have that moment in the chapel. I hear you. I get that. But there's something that I think both Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner do, is that they make this relationship seem so much more innocent. More, for lack of a better word, childish. Um, But it's still rings true when when you still love is love like lo- i liked that aspect of it and with tony uh what's his name ansel elgort his performance he is kind of he's not effortlessly charming he's not he's cute he's definitely he's undeniably has a nice and symmetrical face uh but it just makes it seem so much we like I, so much more like weird and for me, that's why it works when Rita Moreno singing it because it is just bigger than Tony and Maria. It's so much bigger than them. It's it's everyone's love, any uh, mixed race love, any love that's not by definition normal. Am I just on a soapbox right now? I feel like <laughs> am I making sense? <laughs> you, <sighs> but also sort I of. hear your point. I think I you're sort your of point. making sense. I think you're sort of making sense, but it's just like it feels if that is what they're going for, it feels kind of handholdy. It feels kind of like we're going we're going to extrapolate the meaning of this moment for you instead of you being able to figure it out yourself because a mixed race couple is singing somewhere instead of a widow is singing somewhere. Right. Like you can still get that same sense of this is bigger than these two people. This is bigger than Tony and Maria. Right. Because because you can say that like somewhere there is a place for us, whether you are, you know, mixed race in the 60s, whether you are uh, gay in the 90s. Like, you know, like there's so many ways. But you but like an intelligence audience member can extrapolate that out of that moment and be like, oh, this is for all. This is for everybody. Yes. This is not just about Tony and Maria. Right. Yeah. So you don't need to give it to Rita Moreno's character. Just to like kind of be like, I know you're a little dumb baby, so I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you what, what we mean. I'm going to show you the Sam meaning of the Sam pointed right like, at I've me. Already... And then he held up a sign that I was, said, I'm I was... talking about you, Andrew. I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> you big dumb baby. Um, I'm a yeah. baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought Rachel Zegler did a a decent job. Um, I don't think she sold Maria's monologue at the very end, but before that, I thought she was doing a very good job as Maria. Uh, do you have thoughts on Rachel Zegler? I honestly copy and paste. Yeah. yeah. I think just, I, I really liked her. I liked, there's this one moment where they're singing uh, tonight Tony and Maria, mm. and then she sticks her head in between the steps. It's like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. The <laughs> look on her eyes, the way, yeah. everything. Uh, I do, you know, apples to apples, but it is a bit weaker, The that last monologue. It is a bit, yeah. I don't want to be mean, but yeah, a little meek. Uh, yeah. 
at no point do I think she's going to pull the trigger. Right. Yeah. And like, and I've seen like, so like in the sixties one, like, I think she's about to do it. Like that whole time. She's like, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Uh, yeah. But and even, this feels like she's not going to, in my opinion. Yes. No, no, I, I, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you good? No, I'm good. I just, you haven't got those sinus, sinus uh, pressures. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? A sec. Maria, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Uh, Maria, Rachel Zegler, monologue. Yes, the monologue at the end. I I wish there was something with Natalie Wood that was like unhinged at the end. Yeah, and that was what's what was missing. Unhinged, yeah. as in you just shot them by one love, or un- unhinged was like I just wanted to dance with him. Like, yeah. what is all this? What, <laughs> like, what? Is, I just wanted to <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I just wanted to get my beat wet. <laughs> like what? Why are we? What is why this? Why did this happen? Like and that was what for me was missing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, copy and paste what you said. I still yeah. liked her. I still liked her performance. Yeah. Uh, after a boy like that who killed your brother. After that song, I forget what's called. One heart, one love. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. That, that was great. I thought she was. Yeah. Both of them really good yeah also, uh, everyone else in this movie i did not like i thought chino was great i want to see did a him decent job more. he did a decent job uh what's his name uh ba, ba, ba. chino 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 i'm right here chino uh josh andres <laughs> rivera <laughs> <laughs> that's how Enzo Elgort says it I don't know what you want from it according Chino, to according to a bunch Chino. of fucking Twitter people it's an Oscar worthy performance really are they saying that about Ansel Elgort I saw a couple people Ugh. one or two um what's the uh, actor's yeah. name sorry uh, Josh Andres Rivera Josh Andre Rivera I thought, yeah, he did. He did a decent job. What I I like his presence because he has a presence that you're rooting for him, like you're rooting for him, and that's what makes it so much sadder. The ending. Sure. Uh, yeah, no, I think he's a cutie. I like him. I want to see him. In he is a cutie. He is a cute. Him and Bernardo both are oh, so cute. Yeah. Uh, Ansel Elgort is a pedophile, and he can go die in a hole. You go what? Die in a hole? I didn't hear hole. I heard I I, I coughed and I missed the whole thing. Oh. I thought it was gonna be something more elaborate. Yeah, I also thought his performance was like lifeless in this, like so dead and lifeless. I don't think it was lifeless, but okay. I like yeah. It's if there was a weaker at uh, the weakest link in this cast. It's him. It's him. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. For sure. I wish Steven. I wish Steven Spielberg had kept to his original audition when he was sick and bad. <laughs> yeah. Because they yeah. asked him. He asked him to come back. Like he found out that Ansel was sick, and then was like, "Well, just come back and audition again." It's just like you're and sick. And then he got the part. And it's like, well, no. <laughs> Can't for my else. thing. Um. Also, because a part of me was like, man, you really going to let Ridley Scott show you up like that, Mr. Spielberg? You really going to Ridley Scott heard about Kevin Spacey and was like, nope, I'm going to do it. You're really going to show him up? But yeah, no. After seeing the camera work in this in this movie, it'd be hard. And a lot of money to just replace him. I don't, I don't know. I think he sucks. But hey, all the marketing material is Steven Spielberg being like, yeah, he's great. He's a great guy. That's fun to watch, isn't it? 
Hollywood's gonna be Hollywood, yeah. Just Ansel Elgort sucks as a human being and in this performance. Still like Baby Driver. <laughs> yeah, go go right ahead and like Baby Driver all you want. I thought Ansel you Elgort's... liked Baby Driver. I still like Baby Driver. Ansel Elgort's still a pedophile. Kevin yeah. Spacey's still a pedophile. Indeed. I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. Why are you looking at me like this? You're just staring at you're me. Because you normally move us along in the podcast. Oh, yes. Sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. No, it's I'm okay. Sorry. I was just like, right. you, you seem so offended. And I was like, because I was like, why are you looking at me do? like this? I thought, I thought, at first I was like, oh, he has more to say. And you were just oh, looking no. at me and I was like, what is this? I got nothing. Do you I don't like about the writer? pedophiles. And a director. Oh, see, you know what tripped me up, Sam? Writer and together. (laughs) That's what tripped me up. Ah, geez. (laughs) Here I am, the fool. (laughs) Great. Um, Yes, let's talk about the writer and director. Tony Kushner. Crew. And Steven Spielberg. Kings! Kings, kings, kings! Steven Spielberg. Good at movies. Tony Kushner good at writing. Mm, disagree. Steven Spielberg good at movies. <laughs> so what did you not like about Tony Kushner? Do you have Tony Kushner opinions? Uh, about this movie, yeah. Oh, okay, not about his career? I don't know if I've seen another Tony Kushner movie. Uh, I know he's... He did been... Lincoln. I didn't see Lincoln. He did Munich. I didn't see Munich. Yeah. I, I didn't like those. Well, I mean, Angels of America is great, but like, uh, Angels of America is a far stone's throw away from his work on West Side Story. So, because you're bringing up the the differences between the stage show and the this movie, the 2021 movie, and also the 1961 movie, what do yeah. you think that Tony Kushner did to? dishonor this movie this legacy what side story? i mean completely rewriting the book to one of the greatest musicals ever written is a is a bold idea i appreciate the swing i appreciate the swing i'm glad you appreciate uh, at least hashtag at least yeah. the swing at least, at least appreciate the swing, the swing. <laughs> appreciate the swing um uh, yeah but i think it is like one of the biggest whiffs I've seen for a, for a swing this big in a while. Um, changing who is singing songs, changing the, the placement of songs, changing just like character. Tony is not like, did not go to jail for a year. Like he's just like the, the, the relationship between Riff and Tony is in the Broadway and in the 61 movie is very much like, they grew up together, you know, womb to tomb, sperm to worm. They're brothers. Um, but, you know, they're getting older. And Tony's like, I want to, like, live a life. I want to have a job and a family and, like, you know, get out of this this gang life. Uh, and Riff is, you know, stuck in the past. And he's like, no, like, come on, like, we're still young. We got to, you know, live it up while we can, all this sort of stuff. And Tony's maturing and that's sort of the tension in their in there friendship but they aren't they don't like like they appear to essentially have a falling out in this movie in this 2021 adaptation and that's like not the case in the in the broadway or in the 61 like they're supposed to be brothers till the end and like that's like when 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 the rumble was happening and riff gets stabbed and then tony grabs a knife and stabs bernardo i was like why did you stab him like you were just arguing with this guy for like the past whole day like you've <laughs> according to this movie you guys got into a very large argument earlier today about a gun and now we're just like back to this and it just feels really weird um to to mess with that relationship uh i think i think putting both krupke and cool in act one is a fucking insane thing to do like if you want to do the 61 switch and and put cool in act two and Krupke in act one, that's totally fine. I get that switch. I totally understand you want to have a, a different sort of arc to your story. But to put both of them in act one, like 
and change the context of of both of them so that they aren't like at all what was happening in the original or in the 61 is like so insane like it's so ridiculous why would you like move that around why would you change characters why would you move tony and maria's wedding scene in the in the in the dress shop where they get to do the the fun bit of like asking the mannequin for her hand in marriage and putting on the top hat and like the lovely little moment of like seeing a life that they could have together. Why did you put that in a random museum that Tony says he's never been to before? Like it's not, it doesn't hold meaning for them. It's just like, we're just going to go put them in this place because we want to. And it's like, why? There's no reason to do this. Stained glass looks sick on film, bro. (laughs) But you can get that. Like they do. The thing that bothers me is like that stained glass look you can do in that dress shop with, the with different fabrics in front of the in front of the window yeah it's just it all like all of those changes and having none of the dialogue like all the dialogue is different changing characters changing motivations changing backgrounds changing like all these little things is just like i appreciate that they kept the the movie version of america uh instead of the broadway version of america i think that works a lot better um i think that the the change that they did from the Broadway and the 61 I feel pretty also was did not work in this um having it after and cha- the rumble having it after the rumble and also having it at when she's a cleaning lady and not a seamstress like she mm. is in in the Broadway and in the um 61 uh because like it, it, it's nice when she like you know she has a bit of a job and and she's working on it and and her and Anita are like yeah we're gonna own our own shop one day and all that sort of stuff uh, and it gives her the the license to you know put on the dresses and and do that sort of stuff because it's it makes a bit more sense whereas in this it's like she's just a cleaning lady and blah 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 and yeah putting it like at the end is like such a weird yeah I really is I it, really did not like that what it's like on Broadway. It's the rumble that I feel pretty. I think it is. But in Broadway, it's like her and her friends. Like it's her and her friends, like in her room. Ooh. Have like a little, they're having like a slumber party or whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck four old Jewish men thought young Puerto Rican women did uh, in their free time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, a slumber party. I don't know. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, I th- yeah I think I feel pretty as in the second act. I I can't remember. There's so much. There's so much. Uh, but they changed just everything, and it just oh god. I really didn't like it. Um. Sorry, that was a lot. No, no, that it's a great thing that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Uh, because there's some things I do disagree with you on. I think that it works for an updated version, but there are some things I do agree with you with. And here's my bigger overarching kind of issue I've had with things, specifically adaptations, because I, it, it started within the Heights actually, Mm. because within the Heights spoilers for that show, uh, at the end he doesn't go to Puerto Rico, or not Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. And in the movie, there are these flash forward with his children and telling the Mm -hmm. story that you're currently witnessing. And they're on a beach. And then you're like, oh, did he leave? And then it's, you know, the twist, the M. Night Shyamalan twist. (laughs) It was just their imagination. They were in the bodega the whole time. That's yeah. a that's a twist ending I want to see. <laughs> they were in the sure. bodega the whole time. Uh, <laughs> I was a little let down because I was thinking throughout the movie. I was like, it would be interesting. What story are you going to tell with us knowing that he left? Like that puts us all mm-hmm. in suspense. Like, and it turned into my bigger thing of like, it exists. In the Heights exist. Like, we could do something different with this story to tell a different uh, message, to have a different message, to do these different things. Mm-hmm. And 
watching this now, and I've just been thinking about adaptations and how they can be different and what, you know, what you could or should do. And watching this movie, I enjoyed a lot of it because of, you know, when you have Cool right after Krumpke and it's Tony seeing it and it's them fighting about the gun that Riff just bought and we all know that's the gun that's going to kill Tony. I That's just interesting. It just makes me more... I, how do I say How do I say this? Makes me feel more inspired? Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah, it's just... It's cool. You're doing something different and having the connection with Rita Morena. It, it, it forces this movie to be different <laughs> to me, in my eyes. Um... But I think. But like, I, think, I hear you. Why do you have your two fun jet songs right back to back in Act One, and then the rumble happens, and we really don't see how the jets feel after, after they saw their good friend Riff get stabbed, and then Tony yeah. loses mind for a second, stab, uh, Bernardo, yeah. like, and knowing that Chino's chasing him, we get we lose that, uh. There, that's like something when they did cool. I was like, "Whoa, that's a choice." Uh, but I just, I don't know. I get more encouragement whenever I see something like that. Yeah, I. What is it like? I I I agree that I think like adapting adapting a thing like West Side Story, which was like obviously a Broadway hit and then a movie hit. And then another Broadway hit. Like, it, it, it is a tale as old as time. Um, and even even West Side Story is an adaptation of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yes. I totally get, like, like wanting to change it. But, but I think in changing West Side Story the way that they did for this film, I think you are losing so much more than you are gaining... Um, by doing those changes mm-hmm. because like this is a story like we talked about earlier everyone loves west side story i don't know a single person who has seen the 1961 west side story who doesn't love that movie who isn't like yeah it's fucking great like the only people i know who don't like it as much as other people are the people i know who don't like musicals exactly and they're like i don't like musicals but like i see why i see i see it like i, I get, get it, it you with know? west side story yeah not, a, and so, not even dissing it just stay for me that's an Eminem yeah mark. <laughs> so so the 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 changes to it it's like you're taking this story that everyone knows and loves and has like I have grown up with my mom has grown up with like this story that is, that is generations old and changing it just to be like, we're going to do something new. Like we're going to, you know, do this thing. And it's like, and and because they aren't rewriting the music, because like, why the fuck would you rewrite Stephen Sondheim and Leonard Bernstein? Like, why would you do that so it's taking meaning away like if they were just like if steven spielberg wanted to do a musical i would wish that he did like an original musical or a newer musical or just a different old musical that deserves a a more interesting update than west side story a timeless classic yes there's blackface and it's racist (laughs) but but this one also stars excuse, a pedophile. I'll excuse racism this time. I can excuse racism. You can excuse racism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, like, I just this story means so much to so many people. So many like theater kids got their start being, you know, a jet in a production of West Side Story or a shark in a production of West Side Story. That it's like, why the fuck would you take this thing that people love so dearly and change it in such a drastic way compared to something like in the Heights where it's like, oh, this is newer. Not as many people like, you know, people haven't grown up within the Heights yet. Like, yes. You know, it's not that sort of thing. 
So yeah, feel free to change it. Like all those writers are still alive and in the movie. So why not change it? Like, why not mix it up? Why not do something, you know, different and interesting and, and, and recontextualize that story. But with West Side Story, like that's a, that's a classic. You don't go around changing sound of music so that it's not Nazis. Like what, like, that's what this feels like. Damn, Sam. <laughs> Damn, Sam. That's what this feels like. And I know, I know if you've listened to, to old episodes of Welcome Back, I am usually the person who is not a traditionalist. I, I this is the thing that shocks me. <laughs> happy to move on. I think there are just, because I was also confused by this feeling in me. I think it's just there are some things that you don't change when they are so powerful and so ubiquitous and so important to multiple generations of people like West Side Story, you don't go and change it just because. You go and change it because you actively want to say something new and different and change the meaning of it. But they aren't changing the meaning of it. They're just like moving things around to make it like kind of worse. To just make moments have less impact. To just move things to just explain to the audience like this is what we mean when we sing this song like it it, it just really bugged me i hear you i i went i went real hard on the looney tunes earlier this year i get you yeah you don't you just don't do it you just don't there are some <laughs> things you just don't do and this is one of those things Like, dang, now that we're we're closing, closing time on this podcast, I really was like, man, what is Sam about to say? What is Sam about to say? <laughs> I, like, truly, like, get everything you're saying. I agree with some things you're saying. Um, You can still love this movie. I'm not trying to change your mind. No, no, I know. We're not uh, alt-right YouTubers. Um, <laughs> no, sometimes I try and change your mind, but not this. And then we're all right YouTubers. Uh, well, well, we don't I have can a excuse big racism. We... <laughs> um, it's not even that there is just some things on a technical level that I'm just like, just floored by. Remember when Tony stepped in a puddle singing Maria? And that just shot of the puddle, like, reverberating. I couldn't really see it. There was too much lens flare. You know that shot? I'm sorry. I had to I had to get you a little bit. I had to get you a little bit. <laughs> it was a nice shot. Like, like Steven Spielberg, like, like, is a good director. He knows how to make a movie. He knows what to put in a shot or what not he to put in a He knows how to do that. Like, yeah. he knows what to do. And so I don't, I don't blame, I like, I think this is Tony Kushner's fault. Like, like Steven Spielberg didn't, doesn't have a writing credit. Like, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Obviously I don't know how involved he was in the, in that side of, of this production as a producer and as a director, but like, I'm going to blame Tony Kushner. Cause it's the it's the moving stuff around and writing that I'm like, why the fuck would you? Why would you do this? Why would why you do, do this? this? Why would you do it? Why would you do this? It works perfectly. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, even a couple filmmaking choices I did, I really thought this movie was ugly. I was like, why? How did you make the streets of New York City look like they're cardboard? <laughs> I don't know how he did it, but the lighting is so bad. I, I I would say it would look timeless, but to each is their own. I think it looks bad. I think um, it looks really bad. I don't know. Like, knowing that they shot on, on location. Because the whole movie, I was like, this is shot on a soundstage. The whole time. Yeah. And then I was like, was it? And then it was like, nope, shot on the streets of New York City. And I was like, well... <laughs> Uh, how did they make it that ugly? How did they make that city look so bad? I like the the reprise of tonight. That was fun. Sure. That sunset. 
Yeah. To I, I also thought it looked really fake and bad, but yeah, okay. I, yeah. I, I did like the, there was one shot that was, that was a clear, um, like it was a shot from the 1961 uh, West Side Story of, of the buildings all in, all in black with the sun behind them. Yes. That looked really nice. And I was like, I also like <laughs> West Side Story 1961. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying with everything. I get you. But I still think there's something magical about this movie. That works very well, and I enjoy it. <laughs> uh, good, I guess. I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. I I At like when you enjoy things. Liked it. <laughs> it wasn't yeah, a complete unlike, waste uh, of time. House of Gucci, pasta, pasta, exactly. pasta. <laughs> I still think I was like, dang, I could have stopped it. It was two hundred. Yeah. You could have. You had the power to I stop, the to stop that. I have a complete power, but I was. Yeah. Yeah. Gucci. It was, that was all your fun. Gucci. A Gucci. Uh, I like the yours. I like yours a lot more. Gucci. 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 <laughs> Gucci. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, just watch the 1961 one, or watch it, or watch a Broadway version. Or watch every version of West Side Story because every one is magical and you'll learn something different about the show and yourself. I disagree. My name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. Uh, We're in the 200s now, baby. This is wild. This is so crazy. (laughs) New new number Um, to us. Yeah, I have. uh, This is the first episode going into a new folder on my computer. Uh, It's very exciting. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I got to change my template on our, on our little <laughs> audiogram app Ooh. that I use so that it says two instead of one. You get to delete uh, all three digits. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and yeah, just thanks so much. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can join Lennox Studios over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash welcome back pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For as little as five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode every single month where we just kind of shoot the shit and have a good grand old time. Um, Yeah, if you don't want to give us money or don't have the money to give, we totally get it. Uh, There is a raging pandemic that is certainly making another wave soon. Oh, Um, yes. Hang Ted, bro. uh, (laughs) Oh, God. Um, So, yeah, stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Go get your booster shot if, if you're eligible. Yes. Um, go get a flu shot. Go get a flu Just shot. Just because you get a if, booster doesn't mean you don't need a flu shot. Get both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you can follow us on social media at Welcome Back Pod. Also, all over the place, our link tree is uh, link tree slash Welcome Back Pod. Uh, all that stuff is in the description and all that. You know, you know where to you find know. stuff. I don't need to explain it all the time. I'm not West Side Story 2021 needing to explain my own points. <laughs> you're, you're Spider-Man No Way Home. Or look, looking forward to that. Boy, I, don't you dare call me Spider-Man No Way Home. Don't you dare. Bill Maher and Spider-Man No, no Way Home. Two things. Never call me. <laughs> two no, two things. things. Never call, call me those things. <laughs> what, what else can they do, Andrew? When you listen to Welcome Back, you will never regret any day you wear slacks. Listen to us and you'll you'll be filled with joy. You'll have to run around eating, eating, eating. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Golly, good goy. Run to your friends. Tell them all about us. We're hanging aside. Say, listen to our opinions about these movies. Bam.
Welcome back, we're a bat out of hell, someone gets in our way. Now I'm just doing the song. Tell your friends. Uh, tell your friends if you want to hear more songs like that. Tell your friends if you want another podcast where me and Sam have different differing viewpoints. Not like that House of Gucci where we agree, or that Tick Tick Boom where we agree. Sometimes... Yeah. <coughs> Sometimes we're just on the different side of things, and that's okay. And if you're like that with your friends, that's okay, too. Just tell them about us. It'll help us out. It'll help you out. Yeah. Mwah. Go kiss everybody on the lips. Go suck a pickle. Suck a pickle? That's what uh, anybody's... Oh, yo! Anybody's. They were great. That was yeah. that was a storyline that I enjoyed. Uh, uh a revamping that I I liked. I yeah. I don't know. It felt a little. It felt a little weird. It felt very showy. Okay, I hear you. Yeah, especially with the with the 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 prostitute in the precinct, like gives them the nail polish, and they're like, "What?" Yeah. And I was like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> anyway. What? <laughs>